Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Thursday, 3rd of December. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. What's How going on? Oh, heaps. Oh, good. Yeah? Yeah. Are you though? Yeah, fine. Oh, okay, good. Just been doing some repairs. To? Uh, housemate's bike. So it's, oh, I see. Oh, right. Bit, oh, nice. So you did the, the old tough guy, let me... Set up a little bike shop here and no, I did the. Uh, really, you can't do that yourself. Oh no! At your did age. You? Oh really? All right, you've got to learn to do this. Oh, oh no! That sounds extremely ungracious and hideous. No, it's fine. <laughs> and she said, "I will." will I'll, you just have to show me. Do you know what I did yesterday? What? Uh, controversially, and I shouldn't really open this up to a conversation because open up, open up. <laughs> But, you know, there's a, there was an article in The Age, I think, or the, it was would have done the rounds of the um, Fairfax Papers nationally, and hello to our international listeners, but just bear with me, because mm. it, it, it is a kind of international conversation in a way. Uh, the article was about how um, teachers need to pass a literacy and maths test right. as of the middle of next year and because they haven't been passing them, they haven't been doing well in literacy and maths mm-hmm. in Australia. Um, and, of course, you know, can you can you teach was the headline, something like that. So, of mm-hmm. course, if you can fill this in, then you can be a teacher because they're all so stupid. <laughs> fundamentally oh, stupid yeah. and they're not filling in these – they're not able to, you know, pass basic literacy and basic maths test and blah, mm. blah, blah. Which is just, for anybody who knows anybody who's a teacher, it's the most, like, red rag to a bull, uh, enraging argument because, right. you know, one, it'd be nice if if you wanted good people to teach, you paid them properly. <laughs> well, that's true. You'd you know, like, them. imagine if you paid nurses and um, teachers and, you know, social workers and stuff. Like, imagine if you paid the people that actually did the helping in society mm. the best. And the people who did the hindering in society the worst. That yes, would be a well, good model, would it not? Well, that would be a good model, <laughs> but the model is flawed and we can't change it. So, uh, Well, anyway, so there's this test. And the other thing about the test, of course, mm. is that there are a whole lot of people who are doing uh, teaching in order to get visas because it's a, um, you, can, you can get a visa by teaching um, and getting a certain degree. And so there are all sorts of um, cultural reasons for things like this, you know, the... the um, Maybe reasons why tests might not be well suited to those sorts of people, etc. Blah blah blah. Anyway, I it said you can feel you can do the test. You can you can sit the test in the. And in, become a teacher. No, you can oh. sit. It says, "Can you be a teacher?" And you can online. You can do this. And test. how did you go? Hundred percent. However, mm. I had to because what it is, it's like half of them are maths and half of them are literacy, right? Hmm. I had to do literacy. So I did literacy and was like, oh, no, there are no more literacy questions. Bummer, because they, <laughs> they were fun and easy and rah, rah. Maths. I absolutely pack my dax every time I have to do a maths thing because mm. I always thought I was bad at maths. I just was like, mm, terrifying. And so I have, I'm sure a lot of people have this, maths blindness, where as soon as there is a maths question – and this is why I'm going back to you, your housemate on the bike. Yeah. When you saying to her, surely you are adult enough to do this. I sat there with my gentleman friend and I was going, and he's going, are you kidding? You know this. You, mm. know, you know this. No, have the confidence to know that you know it. But 
there's just a part of my brain that goes, no, 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 no. You've always said that. Though. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. Maybe. Mm. You saw, you've called it mathematical you, dyslexia. Yeah, that's right. I do think I am. I do think that mm. about myself. But maybe it's a confidence thing and maybe it's that thing that when you're a kid, you think you've kind of got to get um, – you've got to, got to be good at something or you, if you're not good at it, you're just never going to be good at it. Do you know what I mean? And maybe – there's a kind of blindness, you, you just a willful blindness, they call it in law. Don't t- shake your head at this me. Is a willful blindness yeah. where you turn your brain off when that thing is around. It's so straight you, laziness. It's no. pumping up tyres. I wasn't doing anything no. with wrenches. I thought Did you I say were like wrench? Spanners <laughs> or shifters. You're a big... Uh, you're a big putter back together, are you? Wrenches. <laughs> well, no, I was anyway, just it was a bit American for me, the wrench. Well, I think when you – the other thing is that when your partner's good at something, yeah, again, your brain just willful blindness in relation to that thing. Your brain just goes, and I will never have to do that again, and so I will not – You're making excuses. I know, but I'm not – not. but you don't believe that? You don't I don't think mind that? doing it. Look, the bottom line is I, I don't mind there doing is it. Just thing. not at, when I'm supposed to be walking out of the I house. I bet there is a thing hmm. that you – you're, that when you're, that your partner's really good at, that you just go, cool, well, I don't do that. That's not my thing to do. And uh, so now if you had to do it, you would really have to, you would be dragging, drag kicking and screaming. To be honest, not too many things, but uh, maybe making the bed, I don't know. No, uh, you, just, you just don't, <laughs> you just don't acknowledge well, the, the things that you're not. I, I just think we're an equal partnership. Yeah, oh, that's lovely, I'm sure. I just think we can do each other to eat for each other whatever. Uh-huh. And equally, I don't believe in this whole what, I'm better thing. What about – well, I'm not saying better. <laughs> I'm saying that – well, and I am saying better. He is so much – he is – so he's the technical producer of this show. He's a technical person, right? He's a cat's father. I don't have – is he? <laughs> I don't, therefore – ever have to do anything beyond turn a laptop on <laughs> again. Whereas mm. I used to be quite That's competent. A handy trick, that. Neither, well, see, you can be equally as hopeless. I, I'll admit that. Right, yeah. We, uh, we, 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 how about this? Yeah. We probably don't excel as well as each other <laughs> in everything. <laughs> is, that a, is that a sad position to be in? Is that like just being two drug addicts living together but happy? No. Well, it is if you think about it. Yeah. People usually paint drug addicts as, you know, criminals and you know desperate and yeah. seemingly really unha- unhappy yeah. and unhealthy yeah but if you if you're a couple or you're a drug addict couple and you're happy and you think your life is fantastic mm-hmm. while the rest of society goes on without you mm-hmm. and looks at you like with pity mm-hmm. isn't that the same as being two hopeless people I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I don't know, think some, about it. So, well, it what is, what's it, important? What's take, in your take own addiction, head? Take addiction out of it. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting question. Like if you – it's like that question of – so if you're – if you just go off grid, mm. then you don't care. You don't care what anybody else's deal is. And I suppose the other one is if you – oh, no, it's not really the same. I was going to say if you're – <laughs> really dumb and you don't know it, <laughs> then, 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 you don't, then you're happy. How do you know? That's you're happy but stupid. Yeah, but uh, and at the same I time you're annoying people be around nice you. To, but who cares? You don't, you don't notice. It would be a great way to so be. So blissfully one, ignorant. I think a lot of Australia is like that. <laughs> but no, but then you, you take it to the next level. And a lot of people are like that, but then they think they're smart. Oh, yeah. So, they, that's, be, that's that, right. so they become your boss. 
Or, or <gasps> they become a, a TV reporter. Interesting that you raise that, Are Stu they, Farrell. Because yeah. I had a thing in my phone for what's in your phone, but um, it's been elevated. It's been elevated. Wow. So here is a um, a heading, a, a headline that I thought that made me instantly think that it was something you and I could uh, discuss because the headline is. Uh, why do so many incompetent men become leaders? Mm-hmm. And it's about this thing where people, uh, they're not capable, one, they're not interested, two, and they're both interested and, or they're both interested and capable but unable to break, this is, sorry, no, that's women, uh, unable to break the glass ceiling, right? right. So, whereas bloke, that, and there's, a, there's this way that the workplace is structured so that you can, and I think this is starting to happen in some industries. This happens with women because it's a, it's a you know, female-only industry. Mm. But where there are people in a job and they just get sort of elevated and elevated and they're good at – So, and this happens – I swear this is increasingly what you need skills for. They're good at keeping their job. <laughs> their yeah. main job that they're good at is – Keeping the job and just getting and elevating, out of people's way. And elevating themselves and getting out of people's way mm. and, yeah, keeping the kind of um, the status quo or, you know, they can do, um, you know, have creative ideas or whatever, but they the way that they do it is that they keep the maximum people around them and above them and sort of uh, where, where they need to be. Mm. It's like a really dull... Chess game, <laughs> or something. Really dull. It's chess really game. dull, and it means <clears throat> that. Imagine if that was what interested you in life, keeping your job. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I mean, I can understand motivation for keeping your job. Yeah. But if it's your passion, uh, and there, that's a difference, isn't it? Yeah. No, and there are so many people who, who do that. Who's who's just they just kind of pedal slowly on the spot for, ever trying to not get fired. You know, I met a guy yesterday Yeah, who's been doing the same job for 49 years. Holy moly. Right? And uh, Happy? No. Nah, he yeah. just go because we started talking about, it was, he just got me on the right day. Right? <laughs> he got you on your day where you decided to be for Profit Farrell. Oh, and it's if, going great guns, by the way. Yesterday, I was, you know what I'm like? George Costanza, when he decided to do everything Opposite of what he, his, his normal instincts would tell him. Really? And life started working for him. <gasps> yesterday, Why? What happened? Yesterday I've announced that I'm for profit, Farrell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I get home from doing our job here. I walk the pooches, which is my Wednesday uh, part of joy yep. in my life. Your luxury. Yeah. Yeah. And I go for a walk with those guys. Come home and I've got, I've got a bung front door and it's been doing my head in for ages. Oh. Right? Right, yeah. It's busted handle, flop handle. Yeah. And I couldn't lock it. And uh, I'd, I said, give me the number of this guy. Give me the number of the real estate agent. I'm getting onto them. I'm going to have action on this. It's been like this for too long and nothing's been done. Yeah. Give me the number. <laughs> Who'd you say that to? Your secretary? No, I didn't say it like that. I just texted right, my house okay. and I said, hey, can I get the number right. of whoever to speak <laughs> okay, to the right. realtor? Right. And she said, try this guy. I, I left him a message last week and he hasn't gotten back to me. He's supposed to be the one fixing it. Right. I go, right. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, is this Bill? He's got a long phone number. Yep. <laughs> oh, he's living in New York. Right. <laughs> Hello, is this Bill? Yes. Hello, I'm Stuart. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You were supposed to come and fix our door. Look, we we sort of do need it fixed. 
it's a safe, not a safety, it's a security issue. <clears throat> we might be, you know, blah, 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 blah. He goes, no, you're dead right. I'm really sorry. You know, uh, firm but fair. I, I was right. firm but fair. Right. Go, turn on a bit of the Aussie with him. Detected he was just an old, not old, but an yeah. older gent that just does, didn't like sort of fluffy talk. Right. So, And I'm like, no stress, mate. Let's work it out. It's yeah. going to give us a time. Anyway, we worked out that he'd probably come over next Monday. And we got, I said, that's fine. He goes, if I can get there early, Thursday, Friday, because I can fix it without you there, though. I do like you being there because then I can check from the inside, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Said, no worries, Bill. It's just great that we've got a bit of a plan. Thanks yeah. so much. To do. Speak to you later. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half later, while I'm working at home, there's a rattling at the front door. It's Bill. Hello, Bill. It's lovely to meet you, Stuart. <laughs> and away we go, and he gets fixing, and we're just talking, and... And I was I sat to town someone last night. I was so glad I didn't go to town on him. I so, was firm. So, right. So you, you think you were firmer yesterday than you would have been the day before because you I were probably wouldn't have been wrong. Profit. I was just going, ah, whatever will happen. Or, oh, really? Okay, um, right. But it, but I didn't do the whole, you get over here and I'm this and you're <laughs> that and no, no, no. And, you know, you were supposed to be here last week. As it yeah. turns out, his mother died last week. So he, he was a bit preoccupied. Whoa. His 88-year-old mother. Whoa. Um... And, you know, we were just nice and he went above and beyond. He was grinding things and that. He fitted a new lock in. Grinding things. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, maybe you've got it real well. And uh, <laughs> it was fine. And, then, and I said, oh, look, just make sure you shut that front gate because the dogs would like, probably like to visit anyone walking past mm. and scare them. Yeah. It's, they're so annoying at the moment because they're, they're just rowdy buggers, mm. those little poochies. <laughs> anyway, he goes, oh, I saw that gate. Yeah, I'll fix that for you too. So he's down there pulling oh. the gate apart and... But we had a yap, and he goes, 49 years I've been doing this for, for the same mob. Wow. And I said, how are they treating you? He goes, oh, obviously I'm, doing, obviously I'm flying, aren't I? I said, yep. I said, you can't rely on anyone, can you, Bill? Yeah. And he goes, no. He goes, I'm sick of this way of life. I said, you're preaching to the choir, Bill. <laughs> he goes, I'm going to sell my house and just buy a but caravan and drive around the country. I said, <laughs> the way you're great. talking about Yes. You need. To, I picture you with a stubby and at a barbecue. I offered <laughs> the him a pair drink. of you. I bet you did. Yeah, no, I'm right. I got some in the car. So, no, but you know, the thing is, yeah. it's like when I was mentioning a while back here about starting. What was it called? The family or whatever? Not the family. That's already taken. The cult. It was just called the cult. No, this is what I'm, yeah, I'm but, asking. Yeah, yeah, you. but yeah, I had no, a name for I it. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there's like a cult name registry. <laughs> All right, what about this? The something <laughs> Brotherhood. Ah, oh, they got Talk it. About they got that the one grid, at Ohio. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and he wants to go off grid, right? And it's oh, becoming more and more of a thing because yeah. people are realizing the government aren't going to support us. They're not up for the government aren't for us, right? You're so. This is so funny. Why? Because this is becoming. Like maybe you need to launch a political party or something. Because but they're not. The government are not for the people anymore. No, of course not. And but they were once upon a time. They they would be considered. They would be consulted. Yeah. And they would be uh, a part of any decision making. They would. And you know what? Even if they even if we weren't a major part of their thinking, which I I believe that we were, mm. they would ensure that the citizens. I'm talking specifically of this country. Yeah. Were cared for in at least a uh, a respectful, compassionate way. Right. And would ensure that people would not be. Leaving the heater off or going hungry, you know. After Do you know, it's interesting. And now people are being thrown to the walls. It's interesting you say this because, you know, yesterday uh, Mark Zuckerberg gave uh, 99% of his Facebook and his wife's Facebook profits 
to charities, right? Has it gone or has it just been pledged? Oh, it's been pledged, but it's been pledged to specific places. So they've, oh, right. they've actually done all the paperwork on it. And okay. Stuff. Um, and, you know, there's a there's a thing called the gift tree or something, some, I don't know, something like that, which... Big tree, Zuckerberg's giving the... Uh... Yeah, which I think um, Gates organised, which is where rich people pledge mm. to give away 50% of their... Profit of their personal wealth, personal wealth. Mm. and here there's this guy, and he's done ninety nine percent. And there are lots of interesting articles about Wouldn't that. Leaving with half a billion, uh, le- it leaves him with like a. I don't remember. But, um, actually, uh, Stiggy told me yesterday. I can't remember what the money. It's a big chunk is, of money, but it's a heap of money. Mm. It's a, more than saying, anyone could ever, you know. Yeah, and but, I'm not saying. Oh, he's still got five. If he wants to give away forty five billion or whatever, I it mean, was, it's good on him. Yeah, ninety nine percent is pretty. Um, when and anyway, I think her name's. Priscilla or something, um, his wife, and she is apparently an amazing uh, influence on him and they've kind of come to this together and Mm. and she's uh, there are lots of articles popping up about her. But anyway, the reason I mention that is that somebody said in uh, analysing it yesterday, governments and sort of people power can't, or won't at the moment do this kind of thing. Mm. So here's the new frontier of like how this kind of stuff's going to get done. It's going to get done because somebody who's got a bajillion dollars puts their hand in their pocket and says, right, climate change, we need to do something about that, don't we? Mm. And I mean, you know, there are yeah. lots of interesting, like, you know, it's interesting that he, because they had their ch- child, their first child last week and it's, it was all tied up in a letter to her and, um, yeah, that's right. you know, it's for your future and stuff. And it, it's interesting. I th- I, I'm waiting for the article that comes up and says, why did, why does it have to take a child? You know, why can't you see into the future? Whatever if you it takes, like, really. Yeah. But, but why do we have governments then? Well, What's the point? Well, yeah. I mean, but the, the, the fact of the matter is the reason we have governments is that we can't rely on people to do this kind of no. thing. And we're supposed to be able to rely on the government to do But stuff. we can't. Well, what have yeah. they done here it's lately? Like in, in the last seven years, mm. think of how much governments cost us, and what have they really? What are they getting done? I mean, it is extraordinary when you think about the fact that your ta- where your tax goes, your tax money. Oh, and well, Julie Bishop just flew across the country in an empty private jet with her bloke. You know, like right. Uh, all these little things yeah. that happen constantly. Well, we're just that cost tens of thousands. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not even talking about the, the yeah. nasty side yeah. of life. Yeah. You know. You can't. The nuns can't. Yesterday, the nuns can't even take the kids out for it's at Broadmeadows right. Army Camp. Yeah, can't even take them to the zoo. Yeah, like it's nasty and and untruthful. It's pretty, and we're paying for it. We have the privilege horrible. of paying for it. Well, I used to think that when I do it right or get out. When I when I was sort of studying politics and stuff, I thought I wanted I I want to be one of those people who I I don't mind paying tax. Paying tax is like. Is 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 the best way of all of us chipping in to make um, society work? You know, everyone is chipping in, but then the money's not being used properly. And then I got the tax bill recently and went, okay, cool. Well, here we go. This is the test. Uh, And then I thought about where all of the money was going. And I just went, oh, no, this isn't mm. the tax money I wanted to pay. Where are the schools? Where are the hospitals? Mm. It's a whole Carrie the... Packer thing, you know? 
What was the Kerry Packer uh, thing? He's like, uh, I would pay more tax. or No, I'll pay tax when they – it's about them, him not wanting to pay tax because yeah. they, they don't do anything good with it. So, right. you know, it's a waste yeah. of money. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's a lot of arguments against that. Yeah. But – and well, he no, had a lot are, of money. He could probably he he's yeah. a probably example of someone that could have contributed, which he may have done, and not we don't know about. It. But yeah. for us, it, where it just puts us back, uh, or it, it it creates a burden. It's uh, pheno- phenomenal in a lot of ways. It there, there isn't a revolt because there's too many comfortable people. Well, no. What a fun podcast. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, also it feels like. You know, like I think in the 60s and stuff when everyone was on drugs and also, you know, protests were huge and they felt like a movement was happening, that we we can't – you can't manufacture that and that sense of things are a-changing – Needs to come, needs to genuinely – it needs to be a genuine grassroots thing. Who's going to be our Bob Dylan? Oh, please, can we not have a Bob Dylan? Who, no, but who's going to be our Bob Dylan? It's not going to be Paul Kelly. It's not going to no. be Dan Kelly. Oh, so we need so we need a folk hero kind of song, song master. Yeah, everyone's going to get behind. I know. Someone from the X Factor. Courtney you know what Bar- I mean? Courtney like, Barnett. <laughs> no, she's too laconic. She's way too laconic. You know, so it, it's like people Needs have turned be. into peanuts. And the main... The main It'll music- be someone like Taylor Swift or, you know... That's going to be our Bob Dylan, Taylor Swift. Yeah, it will be. I'm, I'm not kidding. It will be. <sighs> Off grid. You and what's his name Bill. from yesterday? Bill. Who's going to get in our we'll caravan? Be in your caravan in the yeah. middle of Australia, not not speaking to another soul, just well, going through. Just talking to the kangaroos. Just talking to the kangaroos and having a cold drink on a hot day. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us will be following Tay Tay to the. Uh, Barricades. <laughs> I'm off to the uh, Winnebago Sales Centre as we speak. <laughs> Stupid. What's in your phone? Mm. Guess what's my turn now. Oh. Uh, I'm going with the theme Facebook world, Facebook land. Yes. Um, there is a, another article in the. Uh, there are articles all the time about which you probably don't follow because you don't you're not an officey guy. No. But regarding the whole open plan v not open plan office office right? Mm. Um, and there's there are a couple of articles this week about open plan being. Um, uh, well, there, but there's particularly the worst. open plan be my nightmare. Open plan being being like in schools, like there have there have <sighs> been these big new. You know, experiments with like opening the ho- that that's not working. There's an, what a an article kids, about that. What, aren't able to concentrate when there's kids everywhere. Yeah, and uh, <clears> there's <throat> this one which is w- what these photos of Facebook's new headquarters say about the future of work. And they mm. this is just there are just these photos. Facebook looks like the most hideous place to work. I would not want to work there <laughs> because they're open plan. And there are all these like PCs around these little. Oh, it just looks like the worst. Mm. Um, and, like, I've got a mate who was sitting in an office recently and he said everyone can see over everyone's shoulders mm. and he was in a particularly vulnerable place. And I've read all this um, sort of evolutionary theory about this, which is that if you feel like somebody's looking over your shoulder, you have anxiety in totally. a major way because, you know, in the olden da- in the when in caveman era, it would have meant somebody was going to eat you, basically, right? Hasn't that uh, hasn't that been bred out of us yet? No, 
No. Wow. No. So with the anxiety hasn't. So, but that there is a theory that that's quite good because it keeps you alert. Isn't that the worst? Mm. That's some some hideous Living this continual anthropology. Uh, anxi- anxious state yeah. just so you can work that's better it. for someone. That's it. Well, my mate who was sitting in this open plan thing, he said it was making me so anxious. Um, but I thought, you know what, I'll just test. What does that You want to cover your work. You do. Yeah, it's not through copying. It's just like no. maybe a bit. Or also like checking Facebook or something. It's like it's just everything, right? Mm. And he just thought maybe I'm just being paranoid. So he put up a funny picture. Yeah. He was just he was just in there and everyone was in there and he went, funny picture. Psh, up it came. Three people laughed out loud. Huh. He was like, oh, I hate this place. I've got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I think you've told that story. I, think I, I told that. it to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. You, know, you remember who it is. It's, a ma- it's, it's Dan, my mate. Uh-huh. Dan. Anyway, so the point is that this article is all about how, oh, this Facebook's open plan because mm. Facebook believes in you know, openness and transparency, in other words, lack of privacy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the sort of metaphorical connections to or symbolic, I guess, reasons for the office being like this and what it means about the future of work. And there's some deeply disturbing <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. in there in terms of what it does mean, all of which reminded me that the biggest test that I've ever had of working in a slightly open plan environment is working with you, my friend, ah. sitting next to me. And this is what Stuart Farrell does. There is, in fact, an, uh, an internet, uh, there's a picture online that says, if you uh, do not expect me to sing out loud every word that you've just said in a sentence very loudly, what? then you are not my friend. This is what you used to do. I used to sit down at the computer and I mm-hmm. used to go, hey, I'm going to get my work done. And I'd, and I'd be trying to do that. And then you'd be sitting there loudly commentating on whatever thought came into your head. And then I would eventually say, you've got to stop it. You've got to be quiet. I've got to do oh. some work. And you'd go, you've got to stop it. <laughs> you've got to be quiet. I want to do my work. Like to the point where you poisoned me mm. so that I – now do that in offices. Wouldn't it be interesting to know uh, how badly or the kid who used to sit next to me in school's life went? <laughs> like, which prison would I go and have to visit him in? You were the most <laughs> distracting person to work next to oh, that really? I've ever worked next to well, in my well, life. That's quite an honour, thank you. It is quite an honour. Yeah. And you have imparted to me mm. the wisdom... Yes. To Wisdom. harass my fellow workers nice. by singing loudly, and so I will quite often say, like an email will come in, and I will it will be from you know Vanessa at Melbourne University, and I'll say to Amelia who I work with, um, I just got an email from <laughs> Vanessa, and like how annoying is that? But because you did it, and it seemed like you were having so much fun, I, was. I now do it, and it's the funnest thing to yeah. do to someone. So today, today. In your office, if you want to cheer yourself up, break into song in the middle of a sentence, repeat something back to somebody in song. Yeah. Like I quite often, to lighten the mood, if things are getting a little bit tense, like this is, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's oh, quite an honour. I will, like we will, like there'll be some deadline coming up and we'll have to do something and um, everyone will be like, oh, what do we have to do? And I'll go, I think we should do the, like, <laughs> and everybody just relaxes and laughs and thinks you're an idiot. Right. Well, you're going to get fired or you're going to be popular? Well, look, I made it out alive. I didn't get fired. That was my last job. Well, and let's, uh, let's, let's try it. Yeah, they did beg him for me to go back. <laughs> 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 Stu Farrell. Yes, Loz. See you tomorrow. All right. Happy Thursday. Um, hey, day. 
Yeah, tomorrow is feedback. We're going to do some feedback. We haven't done for about two or three weeks. Fun bag, Friday. We haven't done for ages. No. All right. I'll see you then. See you then. Bye bye.